Welcome to News in Focus with your host, Chris Long, president of the Ohio Christian Alliance. Stay tuned for an analysis and conversation about the issues that matter most to you and your family. Here now with this week's edition of News in Focus is Chris Long. And good afternoon and welcome to this edition of News in Focus. We're glad that you've joined us. We have a special election that's coming up here in just a couple of weeks, and that's on November 2nd, is the election this year. And here in Ohio, we do have two special election congressional districts that will be voting for their congressperson. Uh, that is on November 2nd. You here in the Cleveland area, in Cuyahoga County and Summit County, you will be voting for the 11th congressional district. That is an open seat. As the congresswoman was appointed to the Department of HUD, it has left an open seat, and uh, that election is coming up again on November 2nd, also in the 15th Congressional District. That's down in the Columbus area. Uh, They had their primary back on August 4th, and the general election to fill that seat again will be on November 2nd. So all all eyes will be on Ohio with these two congressional seats is there's just eight seat different between the Democrats and the Republicans in the U.S. House of Representatives. Nancy Pelosi holds a very thin margin of majority, and of course uh, she's having difficulty moving President Biden's plans. For those of us who are conservative, that's actually a good thing because we don't like the radical agenda that's coming out of Washington with the Biden administration. We're going to be interviewing this half hour Laverne Gore, who is a Republican candidate for the November 2nd special election in the 11th Congressional District. And you can go to our website to see the voter guide that we have. The Ohio Christian Alliance does not endorse any particular party or candidate. However, we do provide educational resources. The voter guide, we simply survey the candidates. They have answered the questions. And you can find out where they stand on important issues of pro-life, pro-family concern. Again, that's at our website at OhioCA. With me on the phone is Laverne Gore. She is the Republican candidate for the 11th Congressional District, and she will be on your ballot on November 2nd. Laverne, welcome to the program. Thank you, Chris. It's good hearing from you again. Well, I enjoyed good. your dinner the other week, and it was just fabulous. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you, Laverne. We enjoyed having you, and of course, you've been making your way around the district and talking to all kinds of groups. Uh, the citizens of the 11th Congressional District, you're no stranger. You're homegrown right there in Cleveland. You went to yes. city schools in Cleveland, and of course, you've worked yep. in community efforts over the years. So Clevelanders are well familiar with your activity. How are things going on the campaign trail as you engage with voters in the 11th Congressional District? Well, as you are aware, the 11th Congressional District is extremely diverse. Uh, It's labeled a minority-majority district, so that makes it very, very exciting because I get to talk to people across all spectrums of life, income. Uh, The entire idea that I've been so welcomed and so well-received by all of the people of District 11, I want to thank them and I want to applaud the fact that they wanted to hear what uh, a different opinion, a conservative opinion. And I am very, very pleased with the reception I've gotten. Uh, as you say, we have a very, very interesting district. It's economically diverse, it's socially diverse, and it's racially diverse. So that makes it exciting for me as a Republican to be so well received by the people. And I am very much thankful and grateful to the Lord and everyone else because it it normally doesn't happen like this, but they've been very gracious. Well, that's right. And uh, again, we encourage people to go to the website of the Ohio Christian Alliance. You look at the voter guide and you look at the reverse side, you will see the 11th Congressional District. There is a map there with the list of communities that represented are represented in the 11th Congressional. So down into Akron, uh, through parts of Summit County, up to uh Cleveland? Cleveland County, uh, Cleveland, Cleveland Heights, um, also uh, East Cleveland, Beechwood, Euclid. Uh, they're all Pepper listed Pike. there. <laughs> it's it's a very exciting district. It's been a lot of lot of communications with people. I have different backgrounds, but you know what, Chris? The biggest thing I've learned is, as Christians, we are all the same. I have learned that. I I, I knew it, 
but the Spirit just moved me to see how much we all have in common, how much we all believe that there are problems in the country that we live in, the United States of America, and there are problems that possibly can be resolved. There's groups of people that are maybe trying to keep us all divided. And I think that that was perplexing to me at first, but then I realized that You know, the one thing that we have in common is we have a strong belief in God here in the 11th District. We have a strong belief that this is going to work itself out. We do have some problems in government. And as you started your your, your opening uh, concerns were, Washington is, it's having a lot of problems. And I don't know if it's representing the people as much as we thought that they would. We need to have and we must have a new directed leadership in Washington. We must, because this is the sake of our country, our children, our families. This is everything that we hold dear is being decided in Washington right now. And I'm just not certain that we have the proper leadership there that will be able to focus, focus for the American people. Because we're, 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 this is a great country, Chris. It's just a great country. And when you see this country being misled and mis- misdirected, as a candidate, I have come to a belief that we need bridges. We need people that can talk across the aisles. We need people that can talk about what America can be. And I just believe that I am one of those people that has this feeling that God is saying, hey, we have to, we have to start talking to each other. We have to start believing that this country is great and that this country is the greatest country in the world. And it's much, much more than just, I I come to your Vietnam veteran, uh, you know, World War II veterans, I'm sorry, commemorative. And I think there are people that died to preserve this. There are people that are willing to put their lives on the line right now to preserve this. And I have to say to you, Chris, I am one of them because I think this is the greatest country in the world. We're talking with Laverne Gore. She is a candidate for the 11th Congressional District. And, of course, that will be on your ballot uh, November 2nd. For those of you in the 11th Congressional District, it is a special primary. And the information is on our website. Again, it's nonpartisan. It is a voter guide as to the candidates and the issues of the 11th Congressional. That's ohioca.org. Laverne, as you talk to the folks in the district, you ran both in 2000. 20, and of course, in the primary, you won the primary for the Republican representative, and now you're on the November ballot. What are you hearing from voters as you go through the 11th Congressional District? Uh, And again, as you say, it's diverse. It's Cleveland, and there's some other suburban communities. What are you hearing as a consensus of the concern of the voters right now? Well, you know, and and, and I'm not trying to throw stones at anybody. I'm just going to tell you what I'm hearing. I hear that the people are afraid. They're afraid of what's happening to our country. They're afraid of the fact that they're being inundated with information that says that the country is, you know, we've got the the harbor where people, they've got lots and lots of supplies. And they're saying that we're going to run out of things here in the United States. People are afraid of that. They're afraid of COVID. I know you understand that. They're afraid that when is this going to end? What is this? There are more questions than there are answers right now because there is no leadership. There is no one talking to the people. So then they get to a point that they're afraid. You have to understand that in the Cleveland district, only 7% of the people came out to vote. And possibly, and one of the things that the people are telling me is that they didn't feel like they had anybody to vote for. We have to change that direction. We have to say to us, we are an engaged population. Fear is not going to keep our people, Americans, inside of their homes and allow whatever the leadership in Washington is doing to mandate to any of us the course of our existence. We are Americans. We are proud people. And they they need to hear that again. And that's the message that I'm taking. I'm taking the fact that you can grow up poor like me. And you can become anything that you want to become. The hope is gone. That's the problem we're having now. And that's what we're invigorating. We're saying, no, it's not, hope is not lost. We have some exciting new leadership that's coming on the board. 
And maybe now for the first time, the very first time as a Republican, and you know that I am a Republican, we can hear a different opinion. It doesn't always have to be one way. And some of the times I'm, I'm concerned that the Democratic Party is using fear. And that's not exactly the way it should be. They're using fear to target Americans. And that's not, that's not who I am. I believe in the greatness of the country, and I believe that our educational system, it does have a problem. We have a 66% illiteracy ratio in the 11th district. 66% illiteracy. We have places like Oregon that are saying math and reading is not important any longer. We have various issues that are going on the board that people are not happy about. If you think the electorate is happy and they're going along with all of this, what's happening in Washington, they are not. They are just sitting back, and I believe that we are going. Now, this is a special election that's coming up November. And, you know, of course, we have to run again come January for the midterms. But right now, you are absolutely right. Nancy Pelosi has a very slim margin. But I'm not running against Nancy Pelosi. I'm running for the people in the 11th District. We have some serious problems right here. Right here in the 11th District, we have problems. We have illiteracy. We have poverty. We have all of those things. And then we have extreme wealth. There has to be a bridge that says the people of the 11th District can enjoy the fruits of America. All of us can. But we have to do it together. The, uh, I believe that. The policies of the Biden administration with uh, cutting off the pipeline coming from Canada into the United States and other issues that they have uh, rolled back some of the energy policies of the Trump administration have caused, caused prices at the pump to rise dramatically. Also, it's also caused inflation with transportation costs as food costs and gas costs at the gas pump have gone up. What are you hearing from the folks in the district concerning the rise in prices? Inflation, obviously, is hitting the bottom line of these folks. And as you say, uh, poverty is already an issue in the 11th district. What are folks saying about the rise of uh, the gas prices and food prices? The biggest, the, the biggest, the biggest hurdle is the gas price, $3.29. $3.29 is what the average pump. I go around to all the pumps because I buy gas as well. But if when you're poor and you're trying to get to work and you were under Trump with $2.19 and now you're faced with $3.29, then that's going to take it out of the budget. You know, a lot of people believe that everybody that's in poverty is on uh, food stamps and they're getting government supplements. No, they're not. There are hardworking people out here who are working two and three jobs to make ends meet. And they're proud people, proud Americans. And it's hitting them the worst because you take $3.19 a gallon out of their budget to get to work, to get to work. And that's on top of the food prices that are incredibly high. How do you feed your family under this Biden administration? How do you do it? I don't know. It's, it's hurting me, Chris. I go to the grocery store and I'm like, I am unimpressed with the prices that are coming out. And then I talked to the grocer and he says that this is how it is. It can't be how it is because we're going to have Americans that are not going to be able to feed their families. We're going to have Americans that are not going to be able to go to work. It's not poverty does not just exist. I grew up poor. So I know my family wasn't on any type of assistance. There were nine children. We grew up poor. I had a great set of parents. And I can tell you, that my father never took anything that he didn't work for. But can you imagine what happens when you have a family and you are committed to raising your family and you are committed to making sure that they're educated, they have a place to stay? Because you do understand it's not just gas, it's not just food, it's rent. Rent is going up. The price to live is going up under Biden. When you can look and you say just two years ago, Things were running smooth. People were happy. They were working. They were enjoying life. They were able to take care of their families. And now you're faced with the fact that you're going to come up on these holidays and you're going to come up on this weather because the weather, the cost of heating oil is going up, Chris. I don't know if you knew about that. This is going to be very traumatic for those people who are trying, 
who are trying to take care of their families. Maybe they aren't the best educated and maybe they don't live in the best houses, but they are trying. They are trying to sustain themselves and their families. And what we are seeing right now, if food goes up, if gas goes up, if heating oil goes up, if ever, if, if everything goes up rent, because you don't think that the landlords who own the property are not going to pass through some of the increases that they're experiencing. So it's across the board and they're scared, Chris. They're scared of what about their families? It's not right. We need leadership and we need somebody in Washington that's going to suggest to everybody, listen, we don't all make $187,000 a year plus benefits like the Congress people do. We actually all just Americans, just middle class, lower middle class Americans who are trying to make it. And we're finding that very, very difficult to do. And so you bring in the fear. You bring in the fear. And then in the educational system, they're worried about their 66% illiteracy ratio. And if you believe it, and it's been proven, then how can you go along and continue to go along with policies that are not enhancing our lives, but are in fact destroying our lives? We're talking and with Laverne Moore. She is a candidate for the 11th Congressional District, and that is coming up on November 2nd. This is a special election for both the 11th Congressional District here in Ohio and the 15th Congressional District. These are open seats as the congressmen have moved on, and so these are special elections that will fill the seat for Congress, both in the 11th and the 15th Congressional District. Laverne, I want to turn a corner here and talk about the southern border and immigration policy. We have seen in the Biden administration in the early going, we have seen literally hundreds of thousands of illegals cross the southern border. Uh, everyone has been able to see this on the news and on reports. And of course, uh, during the month of August alone, it was reported that 200,000 illegal crossings in the United States, the Biden administration is reported, is actually moving these people into the interior. Ohio, uh, Cleveland, Toledo, Columbus, and Cincinnati have received illegals by way of uh, either rail or bus or uh, flights have come into our state. What are the people in the district saying about the illegal immigrants that are coming in that will start uh, applying for some of the social services that they also get? Uh, what are they saying about that? All right. One of the things you have to keep in mind is that no one is against legal immigration. No one is. Right. But we're talking about illegal immigration. Let's talk about illegal immigration. Illegal immigration suggests to everybody they're here now and they are going to be taking on social services benefits. Those are called American tax dollars in case anybody thinks that we just pull these out of the air. These are American tax dollars. We have poverty here. That has not been addressed. We have veterans on the streets. I was at a veterans group two days ago, and they were like, I can't find housing. There's a shelter. I can't find housing. I can't get benefits. How can we even suggest to ourselves that illegal immigrants coming into our country deserve better than Americans? And that's what they're saying. Chris, I don't think anybody understands how angry Americans are right now. I don't think anyone understands. I clearly believe that how can we bring illegals into our country, illegals into our state, illegals into our cities that have not been vetted, Chris? We don't know anything about these people, correct? We don't know anything about them. But they're allowed to come here. They're allowed to come here, take benefits, benefits that are not being offered to Americans. I, I don't understand what the current administration is thinking. And it continues. There, I read something the other day that there's some, a group starting again to come up this way again. More illegal immigrants. More illegal immigrants. And they're just going to cross in. What happened to the wall? What happened to our border protection? I don't know if anybody is concerned about what. And it just isn't about the benefits, Chris. There's crime. If you're not vetting anybody, then they can open up prisons. They can open up anything and say, you know, you need to head up to the United States of America. We don't know what's coming into our country. We have no idea. Every day I get an alert that tells me as a, as a woman, 
you know, stay at, watch where you're going. Don't get in your car and don't keep your door open. Don't do this. Don't do that. And we have a real problem now. We have a problem, but it was our elected officials in Washington that decided not to do anything about this problem. That's why we have to have some more people, some different people that are concerned or at least aware, because sometimes I don't think that we have a population. One woman told me the other day, she said, do they even know what they're doing to our country? Do they even know? Now, she's talking about elected representatives. Do they know? The illegal immigration, they are here now. They are in Ohio. They are in Cleveland. And they're here. And they're going to be hungry. And do you know when this weather hits them, they're going to want benefits. What are we going to do? And more importantly, what are they going to do? We're talking with Laverne Gore. She is a candidate for the 11th Congressional District. There's a special election coming up on November 2nd. For information, you go to our website. Again, it is nonpartisan. We have surveyed the candidates, and they have responded accordingly on the issues. That's at OhioCA.org. Laverne, I want to turn the corner again. The U.S. Supreme Court is poised to hear another abortion case on December 1st. Many believe that this current court is in a position to strike down Roe v. Wade. Would you be in support of the court striking down Roe v. Wade, which legalized abortion on demand in the United States in 1973? Chris, you know, as a Christian, I have to say it this way. I don't believe in any harming of babies. I think that if we have an alternative and we have an opportunity, I don't think God wants us to do that, and yes, I am for that. So I, again, I just, just believe to, that it just was to wrong. make it clear, just to make it clear, so you'd be in favor of the court striking down Roe v. Wade. If the courts decided that, I would be very happy. Yes. Very good. Well, again, uh, Laverne, one of the things also that you indicated is here is eliminating all funding of Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood is the nation's number one abortion. Uh, group in the country. And of course, most of the time they put those clinics in minority neighborhoods. Uh, You've indicated that you would support eliminating all funding of Planned Parenthood. Your thoughts? Well, Chris, you know, when I heard about that they were selling baby parts and uh, I, I don't even like to talk about this. Yeah, I would. Planned Parenthood. I know Veritas got in trouble for reporting it, but it's inhumane. It's just simply inhumane. How can we fund something like that that is so inhumane? Killing children, babies. I well, I, I, I don't know how right. we can do that. That's right. That's I don't know right. how we can do that. Well, we just have a minute left. Uh, Laverne, how can people learn more about your campaign? They can go to Laverne Gore for Congress, the number four Congress. And I believe that if they go there, they'll know as much about me. We try to keep everybody updated. We try to keep people aware of what we're doing. And they can get out and vote, Chris, and tell their friends and tell their neighbors uh, to get out and vote. I really, really would honor and respect having their vote. And I appreciate you having me on your show. Thank you, Laverne. Again, uh, Thank you, you can see all this information on our website at ohioca.org. Thanks for listening. Take care, Chris. Thanks. Thank you, Laverne. God bless you. Almighty God, our sons, pride of our nation, this day have set upon a mighty endeavor, a struggle to preserve our republic, our religion, and our civilization, and to set free a suffering humanity. And the soldiers who stormed the beaches of Normandy and the Allied liberation of Europe, on D-Day, all those warriors set out on their mission. President Franklin Delano Roosevelt led our nation in prayer. The D-Day Prayer Project is an effort to add FDR's D-Day Prayer in its entirety at the World War II Memorial in Washington, D.C. 
This wonderful historical presidential prayer will be a lasting tribute to our World War II veterans. If you'd like to make a contribution towards the effort of adding this prayer to the memorial, go to the website at ddayprayerproject.org. That's ddayprayerproject.org. I'm Johnette Cruz, and I'm a busy mom. Then a friend told me about TrustBlueReview.com, a new website powered by the Christian Blue Network. She uses it to find trusted Christian-owned businesses. I checked it out, read the helpful reviews, and found a great family dentist. Now I use TrustBlueReview for all my family's needs. For peace of mind, do what I did. Visit TrustBlueReview.com or download their free mobile app from your app store today. The trusted source for all you do. Trust Blue Review. Will my kids like this dentist? Can I trust this mechanic? Who's a good choice for my upcoming remodel? I found businesses I can trust from TrustBlueReview.com. This company rebuilt our deck and renovated our bathroom. I'd highly recommend them to anyone looking to hire an honest contractor. The best dentist experience I've ever had. It's now easy to find trusted businesses in my community that have the same Christian values as my family. It all starts at TrustBlueReview.com or download their app in the App Store today. The trusted source for all you do. Trust Blue The following is a previously aired broadcast. Welcome to News in Focus with your host, Chris Long, president of the Ohio Christian Alliance. Stay tuned for an analysis and conversation about the issues that matter most to you and your family. Here now with this week's edition of News in Focus is Chris Long. And good afternoon and welcome to this edition of News in Focus. We're glad that you've joined us. We're going to continue our on-air candidate forum series with the U.S. Senate candidates who are going to be challenging each other for the Republican primary. That will be in May of 2022, but the campaign's already heated up as these candidates are making their way around Ohio and meeting with Ohioans across the state in cities large and small and groups across the state to talk with them about the issues And, of course, there's a number of candidate forums. But this is the on-air candidate forum with the Ohio Christian Alliance. And you can hear all of the interviews on our website at ohioca.org. With me on the phone is Cleveland businessman Bernie Marino. And he's jumped into this race for the U.S. Senate. And uh, Bernie is well-known in the Cleveland area. And uh, I'm going to let him tell his story. But first, uh, let's uh, welcome him to the program. Bernie, welcome to the program. Chris, thank you for having me, and thank you for what you do and what the Ohio Christian Alliance does. It's uh, really amazing work over the last 30 years that, you, that you've been uh, uh, here doing and fighting the good fight. Well, thank you, and that's right. You at, were at our Freedom Banquet last month at the Akron Hilton, and the folks got a chance to meet you and hear from you, and they uh, were impressed with what they heard that night. But actually, Bernie, as I've been out there uh going to some of the groups that we go to and stop in and see people and some of our grassroots, I've bumped into you there as well. So you're really getting around uh, the state. And uh, tell us what you're hearing from Ohio voters right now as you travel the state. What are you hearing from the voters? They're really concerned about the direction of the country, which is really the reason I jumped into this race. because I am, too. I was born in Columbia, South America, as you know. I moved to the U.S. legally and became a U.S. and learned English. And so I know how special this country is. And what I hear from people all over the state of Ohio, what they have in common is they're really concerned. They're very upset. They're very engaged. And they don't want this country to uh, be fundamentally changed. They don't want to lose America the way they know it. They want this country to be true to its founding principles, a country that was founded in the idea that God gives us our rights, not the government. And uh, that's, they see this country fading away. And to a large extent, let's be honest, Chris, other than you and your organization, a few others that really have been fighting this for 30-plus years, uh, the rest of us honestly probably didn't do enough. We weren't as engaged, and we saw this country heading left, and we thought that somebody else would fix it or it would heal itself. And what we saw is that we have a ruthless, horrible, radical left that wants to remake this country in the image of Cuba, Venezuela, China. That's what they want, and we will not let that happen. Well, that's right. You talk about on your website, and your story is living the American dream. Of course, it started with a flight to America with your mom and five brothers and and your sister uh, coming from Colombia to the United States. Uh, And what it states here is that uh, you came from a country surrounded by socialist ideology, radicals like Fidel Castro and 
Sheikh of Era. They promised to give everyone all they needed and solve all their problems, but uh, actually that was not what happened. And, of course, the threat now is uh, rising here in America. For those of us who have been born and raised here, uh, we're kind of like the frog in the pot. We don't see it right away, but I'm being told by those like yourself uh, who have a background of running from tyranny uh, that they see the the, uh, alarms that we should be seeing. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I would say what's interesting about this election is that these immigrants, people like me who moved here from another country, are really the canaries in a coal mine, right? That we, we see this because we've seen it happen before in other countries, and we know where the movie ends. You know, the left loves to talk about the big lie. And, of course, they're talking about uh, the, uh, the election fraud. The reality is the biggest lie that we've ever been told is this idea of socialism, this idea that government is who solves our problems, Government is who looks out for us. You know, Chris, you and I have something, and, the, and all your listeners have something in common. We know who looks out for us. We know who's guiding us. We know who created us, and that's God. And it's that firm belief that's grounded on that principle that doesn't allow us to even think about socialism or Marxism or communism. But unfortunately, too many Americans have been indoctrinated to think that God doesn't exist. And so they've adopted this religion of socialism, and I've seen it firsthand in Cuba, in Venezuela, in China, in Russia. It does not end well for them, and I think it's up to us to really open their eyes, which is really goes back to biblical principles, this idea of being on that mission to, really, to have people really see that light. It's really important, and that's what this election is about. Well, that's right. And the administration right now, the Biden administration, is pushing a socialistic agenda. And of course, this $3.5 trillion expenditure they're trying to get through uh, Congress, and actually the, the dollar amount will be that much more with Bernie Sanders pushing for even more social programs, will put America at risk financially. So we do have a debt crisis. Yesterday, the Congress lifted the debt ceiling on a short term. Uh, they're going to have to revisit it in eight more weeks, uh, less America defaults on its debt. But what we have right now is we do have a debt crisis. We have runaway spending in Washington. And, of course, now we have uh, runaway inflation. Your thoughts on that with the Biden administration's approach to the economy? Well, the reality is, unfortunately, Chris, a lot of these are academics, people who have never experienced the real life before. Uh, as somebody who's been a job creator my entire life, I know how these variables work. And what they don't realize, which all of us do, is that while we may be seeing some small increases in wages, maybe 1% or 2 or 3%, uh, inflation's getting us at 5 or 6 or 7%. So the dollar's just not buying what they used to buy. Everybody knows that. I mean, if you if you leave your house, you understand you're, it costs a lot more to fill your tank, costs a lot more to buy that car, costs a lot more to get food, even if you can get it, by the way, because there's also shortages. What's happened is not so much that our country will be imperiled financially, but it will remake what this country is all about. Because ultimately, this is a government takeover of more and more sectors of the economy, with the master plan being what you see in Venezuela and Cuba, which is that the government took over the entire economy, and then it made everybody in that country dependent on a government that can only promise one thing at the end of the day, which is misery for everybody. That's the real equality of outcome that socialism leads to. Many businesses are facing the challenges of an employee shortage right now. And, of course, this is causing disruption with basically the hours of operation of a lot of local businesses. But we also see a supply chain disruption uh, right now with uh, what's coming from uh, China and Taiwan. And we'll get to the national security issue with Taiwan and China. But let's talk about that with supply chain disruptions and what's happening with the economy along those lines right now. Your thoughts? Yeah, I wrote an op-ed about this in the Cincinnati Inquirer back in May. I talked about the wage inflation problem, the supply chain problems, and also, by the way, the demand-driven problem, which is this government spending. Because remember, when government spends money, they're competing with the private sector for materials, goods, and labor, right? So you had all three at the same time. We've never seen anything like this before. I think when we see inflation rate come spring, it's going to make today's inflation rate look really low. 
In terms of the supply chain problems and the worker shortages, what's happening there is that you have government policies that are encouraging people to stay home to watch Netflix instead of going to work. And you know, listen, I was raised probably like you were, Chris. Nothing soothes your soul outside of, of course, your faith more than hard work and effort. Knowing that you went out and you gave it your all, that's what built America. This idea of American exceptionalism comes to this idea that we work hard and that we're never bound by anything other than our dreams and our ambition. But this, all, all of a sudden, what the left and the Biden is pushing on is the idea that you can live a life of dependency on government. We can never, ever let that uh, uh, take root here in America. Let's talk about the southern border. I think you're the only candidate that I'm aware of, unless I'm mistaken, of those who have announced for the U.S. Senate campaign to fill the seat of Rob Portman that has actually gone to the southern border. We have seen uh, the migration and actually an invasion over the border since uh, Joe Biden took office, and uh, the administration's doing nothing to mitigate the crisis. And then we saw uh, this stream of tens of thousands of uh, Haitians that actually were making their way over the border. And I think in August alone, the number was 200,000 illegal immigrants pouring over the border. Uh, again, this causes a national security threat. Uh, we see that the cartels are pushing drugs over the border. We have an opiate addiction uh, crisis here in Ohio. Once again, we were making progress in recent years, but unfortunately, we backslidden from that status. And now it's, uh, it's a crisis all across the country. Your thoughts on the southern border? Well, I mean, Chris, you said it perfectly, honestly. Uh, you know, this is an invasion of our country. To make it worse, it's an intentional invasion of our country. Our leaders, which is a terrible thing to say, but our leaders are encouraging this invasion because they want to fundamentally alter the demographics of this country, thinking that eventually these will be future voters. But in reality, it's an incredibly dangerous game. We don't know who these people are. We don't know where they're intentions are, and we don't know where they're going. And it doesn't take a lot of error to end up with a catastrophic disaster. And I can tell you, I promise you, Chris, those of us who came here legally find it extremely offensive to see the government reward and even allow people to cross into America illegally. It's not right. It's immoral. It's dangerous. It has to be stopped. I've been talking about this being an invasion since the beginning of the year. I think the only alternative we have right now is to send the United States military to the border, seal that border, because not only do we have the human trafficking, child trafficking, the crime wave that's going to hit our country, the danger I just mentioned, but there's been enough fentanyl brought into America this year to kill every American seven times over. Ohio is ground zero in this drug war. And we're just allowing this to happen. We're allowing our leaders to, to do this. And I'm in Washington, D.C., as I talked to you today. And you know what they're debating here? It's how much more trillions of dollars to spend rather than solving the things that we just talked about, the border crisis, the supply chain problems. They just want to spend more of our money instead of solving this. It's gross. The administration has just turned a deaf ear about the border. Every time the question is raised, they change the subject. They just, uh, they're, they're turning their head and, and winking as these Im illegal immigrants pour over the border. And so uh, for the administration, it looks as if it is a welcome sign to all those who would like to make their way to the United States. And uh, the states like Texas, the governor there has called for a con convention of other governors to come to uh, Texas to talk with him because it's not just a Texas problem or Arizona or California. These folks are making their way into the interior. In fact, I saw buses, U.S. government buses, on a Sunday morning, and they were carrying illegal immigrants, and this is the migration. After they get them in the catch-and-release program, uh, they're getting them at the border, but then they're trafficking them across the country. So they're already in our communities making demands on social services. And again, uh, for those of us who pay taxes, and, uh, it, you know, those uh, uh, who are on Social Security, I mean, this is a stress on the, the uh, uh, demand for government services by these illegal immigrants. Your thoughts? Yeah, 100%. Listen, I, I wish that we had the resources in America to save everybody in the world. We don't. We have to take care of our vets, our seniors, the people that we have here in America who are homeless. Our, we don't have the resources to save the entire planet. We just don't. 
And we have to look out for America's interests first. That just is logical and it makes sense. And by the way, what every other country on earth would do. But if you don't mind, I'll share with you a quick story. When I went down to the border, I didn't just go to the U.S. side. I went to the I went into Mexico, despite knowing that I put myself in incredible harm's way by doing that. It's very dangerous to go to these Mexican border towns. But, you know, if, if, if it's time for the God to call me, it was time for God to call me, and it wasn't that day. And so I felt calm and, and secure in that knowledge. But I'll tell you something interesting that, that Chris, I think you'll appreciate. I was talking to the people in Acuna, Mexico. As you, as you know, I'm fluent in Spanish. So as I talked to them, I asked them what their thoughts were of these migrants coming across. And the, the answer will probably surprise a lot of your listeners. They were incredibly upset. They could not believe that what Joe Biden was doing to their town. Because you see, these refugees, these migrants, are destroying their towns also. Right. And I then asked them, I asked them something that was very interesting. I said, how many of you, if you could legally come into America? I said, what do you mean? All of us. A hundred percent of us would go there. And I said, well, when you saw those migrants crossing, were you not tempted? And they said, our faith tells us to follow the law. And we would not do that. And we find it offensive that they are breaking the law and that the United States government is allowing that to happen. And they looked at it as an issue of faith. And I just thought that was really interesting because sometimes we don't always look at it from the perspective of what's going on in Mexico. And they also, by the way, love the idea that President Trump surged the Mexican military there because it made the drug cartels be dramatically less powerful. But the first thing that Joe Biden did is he told the president of Mexico, you know, you don't need to worry about that anymore. So he recalled all those troops. And now where there's three military people, there used to be 30 or 40, they've seen the crime wave go up. They've seen the drug cartel's influence increase. This is how bad the policies are. They're talking to average citizens in Acuna, Mexico, where they make an average of $50 a month. They understand it fundamentally better than the President of the United States of America and the so-called borders are. We're talking with Bernie Marino. He is a candidate for the U.S. Senate. Uh, that the filing deadline's not until January, but the can the campaign's well underway, and there's a number of candidate forms that will be aired in the next couple weeks. We're glad that uh, Mr. Marino has joined us today. I want to turn the corner to again on national security. We saw in Afghanistan the closure of the United States presence there as an absolute debacle. Uh, America hasn't been embarrassed like that on foreign policy in decades. I had with me on my program a couple weeks ago former religious ambassador Sam Brownback, uh, also former governor of uh, Kansas, and he was talking about that it was terrible to see what had happened in Afghanistan. We talked about uh, the humanitarian crisis, the atrocities that were going on as the Taliban has taken over. In fact, the United States took in 37,000 unvetted Afghans and then released them into the interior again. The Biden administration did not properly vet these people, so they could be part of Taliban. They could have be a national security risk that's been unleashed upon us. Your thoughts about the closure of the U.S. presence in Afghanistan? It's actually the only word I could possibly use. It's, it's, it's incredibly sad. Uh, not only everything that you said, but I also went to the memorial service from Max Soviet from Berlin Heights. And to see the mom and the dad and the family uh, having lost Max um, when it was completely avoidable, uh, we didn't need to put Max in that situation and the 12 others. And to know that uh, Joe Biden and uh, his inability to properly run operations uh, where anybody with any kind of even shred of common sense would have known, you keep Bagram open, you vet the refugees through there, you get out our civilians, you get out our equipment. And then when all is said and done, you get out of the military and maybe even revisit the question of should we keep Bagram open at even some low level just to make certain that we keep the Taliban in check. I mean, that's does it require 17 master's degrees from Harvard to figure this out? But we have a national security director that writes white papers his entire life that that was a good idea. Uh, and then beyond Afghanistan, Chris, what I worry about is a message that that weakness and ineptitude has shown China. Because what I worry about is that China's gotten the green light now to say this guy is so weak, so inept, that we have a golden opportunity right now to take over and conquer Taiwan. I would be surprised if that doesn't happen in the next six to nine months. And when that happens, we are going to be dependent 
on the Chinese Communist Party for 75% of the world's electric batteries, 80% of the world's solar panels, 93% of the world's semiconductor chips, and virtually all the world's uh, rare earth minerals, uh, pharmaceuticals, and PPE. And if that's not the most important national security threat, I don't know what is. And uh, this is all caused by one person and one person only, which is the ineptitude of President Biden. When we looked this last week, the Biden administration is actually talking back-channel to the Taliban. The Taliban is wanting humanitarian aid of all things because the, the Afghanistan is currently teetering on collapse with the sanctions that have been placed against it and also the power outages. Uh, the Taliban cannot manage their affairs of after they've taken over the country, and now they're asking for humanitarian aid. Your thoughts on that? You know, one of the presidents I got to uh, really know a lot was Reagan because that was my formative years. I was just, you know, learning Spanish, learning English, having uh, been fluent in Spanish uh, as my first language, learning the Declaration of Independence, the Federalist Papers, the, the Constitution. I mean, this was a time that, for me, was so fortunate to have Ronald Reagan right during those years for me. And he said it best. You don't negotiate with terrorists, Chris. And I, I don't know how more complicated you have to make that. You can't possibly negotiate with these. These are people who stone people, behead them, kill them, treat women in a way that is so incredibly offensive. And yet we think that we can negotiate with them and bring them some sort of civility. It's crazy. It makes no sense. And uh, again, we just have people running this country right now that have absolutely no idea what they're doing. Almighty God, our sons, pride of our nation, this day have set upon a mighty endeavor, a struggle to preserve our republic, our religion, and our civilization, and to set free a suffering humanity. And the soldiers who stormed the beaches of Normandy and the Allied liberation of Europe. On D-Day, all those warriors set out on their mission. President Franklin Delano Roosevelt led our nation in prayer. The D-Day Prayer Project is an effort to add FDR's D-Day Prayer in its entirety at the World War II Memorial in Washington, D.C. This wonderful historical presidential prayer will be a lasting tribute to our World War II veterans. If you'd like to make a contribution towards the effort of adding this prayer to the memorial, go to the website at ddayprayerproject.org. That's ddayprayerproject.org. Will my kids like this dentist? Can I trust this mechanic? Who's a good choice for my upcoming remodel? I found businesses I can trust from TrustBlueReview.com. This company rebuilt our deck and renovated our bathroom. I'd highly recommend them to anyone looking to hire an honest contractor. The best dentist experience I've ever had. It's now easy to find trusted businesses in my community that have the same Christian values as my family. It all starts at TrustBlueReview.com or download their app in the App Store today. The trusted source for all you do. Trust Blue Let's turn the corner here to some social issues. Ohio, just a couple years ago, passed a heartbeat bill that would ban abortion when a heartbeat is detected. That style of legislation has actually been passed in other states. Texas's uh, heartbeat bill was upheld, and uh, that battle is uh, continuing but in the courts. But it looks like the latest go-around, the courts have upheld that for the state of Texas. The U.S. Supreme Court is poised to listen to another pro-life case uh, or abortion case on December 1st, and many believe that this court is poised to strike down Roe v. Wade. Would you be in favor of the U.S. Supreme Court striking down Roe v. Wade, which legalized abortion on demand in the United States? Yes. This is a topic that I've been talking about for 40 years of my life, this idea that uh, we somehow misunderstood what the Declaration of Independence said that we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, and they're endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, among them, life. How do we forget that, Chris? And how do we, how do we allow 66 million babies to be murdered over the course of this ridiculous law? And the reality is, on the left, it, they look at us as the extremists on this position, that it's a woman's right to choose. It's a human being from the moment of conception. The good news that gives me a lot of hope is that science has shown it's not a cause of cells. That was the argument 40 years ago. I remember being a teenager having this conversation. It's a life, it's a human, and nothing 
is more sacred than human life. And as humans, if we're willing to take another's life and turn the blind eye on that, I don't think we have the moral standing to discuss any other topic beyond that. Very good. We're talking with Bernie Marino. He is a candidate for U.S. Senate, and you can learn more about his uh, campaign at BernieMarino.com. That's BernieMarino.com. And uh, how can folks follow you on the campaign trail, Bernie? Yeah, they, uh, if they use social media, uh, I'm on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, at Bernie Marino. Uh, the, our events are listed there. We have a great forum tomorrow in Versailles, and we have one in Cincinnati on Saturday, in Akron on Monday, next Saturday uh, at, at, in Cleveland, and then on uh, the following Monday, uh, I'm sorry, Sunday, Genoa Baptist Church. Uh, so we are out there uh, all over the state of Ohio. Uh, if there's a, an event that is out there, I will be there. My wife of 32 years and I, I get the chance to do this with her. She's a great partner. She married my best friend. And, uh, we get to do this together, we travel the whole state. We really, really enjoy it. Uh, so I'm certain we'll bump into a lot of your listeners at many, many places. Uh, I know that I know how to work hard. I know how to get uh, out there in front of people. And I will win this election because this is something that is so important that we send the right person to Washington, D.C. Chris, we sent too many wrong people. We haven't fed the candidates well enough, and we ended up with the wrong people, and I know I'm the right person. So, again, BernieMarino.com. Thank you, Bernie, for being on the program today. We appreciate it very much. Well, uh, thank stay you, tuned. We'll be right back. And uh, thank you, Bernie. God bless you, my friend. We'll talk to you later. You have been listening to News in Focus with your host, Chris Long, president of the Ohio Christian Alliance. To learn more about the issues that matter most to you and your family, visit online at ohioca.org. That's ohioca.org. Thank you for listening. This program is sponsored by the Ohio Christian Alliance of Akron, Ohio.